Hey everybody, this is Nick, and I'm back with another edition of I See What You Did There. This is episode two. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about optimizing performance marketing campaigns in service-based businesses. If that's specific to you, if that's your world, I think you'll get some value out of this potentially. Kind of hearing a little bit about how to optimize uh, these sorts of campaigns. Typically, these would be within Google, Facebook, You know, generally talking about paid search and paid social on the performance end. There are other options too, but that's really where I'm going to focus more of my time today. Where do we start? So what I often encourage people to start with when they're thinking of optimization is around benchmarking first, because one of the things that happens quite frequently is on day one of a campaign launching for people who are new to the space, they immediately want to see results. And when there isn't, they want to pivot and change and optimize right away. This is a mistake. And what you have to do is kind of start from a place of patience. Like that's kind of key number one. And number two key, I would say right off the bat is to look at benchmarks and think about what good looks like. And I like to look at this at three levels potentially. The first level is really tied to industry benchmarks. We're looking at what do other companies similar to yourself do when it comes to something like uh, when it comes to something like a cost per lead, when it comes to a click-through rate, CPC, conversion rates, uh, and so on and so forth. Even if you can find it, ROI is always great. It's often hard to find that though. So industry is like where we start. Like what is What do other companies that look like yours do? The second is really brand benchmarks. So looking at your own campaigns and saying what good has looked like for you previously in a campaign of this sort, where have you been at? This helps adjust some for the competitive landscape as well as sort of what is reasonable for you. Maybe maybe your challenges at your website or the landing pages you've been using haven't been performing as well. So this will help kind of adjust and uh, for you against a competitor who maybe has an excellent experience or or if it's vice versa, that'd be great. Uh, So industry benchmark, brand benchmark. And then the third one is going to be campaign benchmark. And this is one I often have to kind of coach people up on when I'm talking to them about campaigns, which is, hey, uh, what's been your benchmark for your industry, which been your benchmark for your brand. These are going to be things that um, this individual campaign, maybe it's different for some reason in terms of the service you're offering or other factors. It's something you have to be really conscious of as you're looking at performance. So let's jump right into the details. Like there's going to be a couple different levels we look at um, in terms of what we do. So let's talk about ROI first. Then let's talk about cost per lead. Let's talk about digital experience as as a next item and then really some channel-specific analysis as our kind of final point. So ROI first. I just wrote a piece on ROI. If you're interested in finding it, I'll link to my uh, to my LinkedIn profile. I'll give you a, a, to that. You can find the article that I wrote um, and kind of check that out uh, for more details on a very detailed look at ROI and how to think about that from my perspective. Uh, again, everything I'm about to talk about is service-based industries. So if any of this wouldn't apply to you because you're CPG, because you're retail, you're e-com, you're something different, um, Keep that in mind as you're kind of hearing everything I'm saying. It may be a little different for you based on your circumstance. Let's talk ROI. Customer lifetime value ROI. If this is kind of the ultimate metric uh, from my perspective, uh, probably one of the squishier ones because lifetime value assumes a future and we can never tell exactly what the future is going to kind of hold for us. There are established companies who have a pretty good sense of this and sort of what a customer will be like will be worth to them two, three, four years down the road. Uh, but with the rate of disruption in the universe <laughs> and many 
places. It's hard to guess that off the top of our heads at times. It's really an extrapolation, and that makes CFOs, COOs, CEOs really uncomfortable, uh, sometimes marketers as well even. So you have to be really careful with this. But if you cannot achieve a positive ROI at a lifetime value, uh, your campaign, there's a really hard, it's going to be really hard for you to explain how the campaign is working effectively. So in a service-based business, if you have a recurring business model where your goal is to sell um, a service as a, to sell subscription kind of based service potentially where you're going to be offering, let's say commercial cleaning to them every month and you're going to charge them you know, $500 a month, $1,000 a month, knowing that you usually retain your clients for two to three years, you can extrapolate out sort of the ultimate value of them from a margin perspective and, and look at that. The second one I have in the list is really uh, Halo ROI. And Halo ROI to me is uh, in campaigns, often we have a specific uh, goal in mind, meaning we're trying to sell someone a specific product or service, in this case, like a very specific service. So in the example I used earlier, if it's commercial cleaning, perhaps what we really want to look at is you sold them in on commercial cleaning uh, at, a, at a basic level, but then they also kind of opted in for disaster recovery, you know, uh, because that's something they had a need for more immediately. Uh, so th- there may be kind of crossover here. So even the ca- though the campaign was focused on just more commercial cleaning business, office cleaning. Uh, if you sold them something else alongside it, I like to count that within the ROI. Um, generally, my thought is if they ended up calling or filling out a form from this particular piece of the campaign, that's something I want to consider uh, quite heavily potentially. So ha- Halo ROI is like the next measure. You know, If you've got customer LTV ROI, thumbs up, great. You're on the right path. If you have Halo ROI, great. Thumbs up, you're on the right path, although it's a slightly you know, potentially uh, harder to reach bar. And the third one is really campaign level ROI. So whatever the service is that you're promoting, uh, really drawing the goal as, okay, we're only going to count ROI that is tied back into that particular service. So we maybe eliminate, you know, in that example from earlier, we eliminate any of the services we would have driven as it relates to uh, disaster recovery in that instance. So, uh, Campaign level ROI is uh, kind of the next level. I like to look at margin, not pure revenue. Again, I have a rather lengthy article that I just wrote on LinkedIn kind of detailing sort of my thoughts and how to look at this. Um, but ROI is sort of the first place. So if I've got positive ROI in all those at all those levels, I'm feeling good and I'm feeling like I have a great story to tell. Um, I'm feeling like I can go back and kind of explain sort of the ultimate value of my campaign effectively. And I can talk about that ROI chronologically over time to say like I've doubled it, I've tripled it over time in a great situation. Uh, or I can say we started here, but we're inching towards positive ROI and here are all the optimizations we did to get there. So what are we actually going to change? Now we kind of got a sense of what good looks like. What are the next levels I like to look at? So in a service-based business, the next level I like to look at is cost per lead. And here I kind of encourage you again to look industry, like at an industry level, a brand level, and then at a campaign level to try to determine some goals, bench, both goals and benchmarks around this. Kind of set something you're going to try to hit to say, based on the economics of my business, a cost per lead of X should work effectively for me because I know that if I bring in you know, 100 leads, my sales team generally closes 20% of those. And so if we close 20% of the deals and the average deal size is X, then the campaign can work out for me because I'll have this amount of margin. And with this amount of margin, I'm at a three to one ROI. So uh, in that situation, you want to look at the uh, kind of campaign level CPL and say, all right, how are we doing? You know, And I like to think about what's 
dragging you down, what's lifting you up. And this is probably the hardest part, uh, in my opinion, channel uh, selection can be one of the trickiest things to really understand the value of. And really, it requires us to jump down a level and look at channel level uh, cost per lead. And in this instance, uh, depending on the attribution model, you might you know kind of uh, you might pick whether you're generally a lot of folks would be in a last touch attribution model. If you're more sophisticated, you're likely within some kind of fractional attribution model or even something more complex potentially on your situation. What you really have to think about, and this is one of the hardest things in optimization for performance campaigns is how are each of the pieces of my campaign contributing to the whole? So instead of just looking at, you know, often paid searches and kind of overperformer as it, as it pertains to last touch attribution, meaning it's the last thing you did before you actually filled out a form or you called because you were interested in a service-based business. You want to think about how Facebook is helping to reinforce the message of someone who came in once, didn't convert, but then we're trying to tell our message to over and over again with the goal of them coming back through the campaign. And that's where something like Google Analytics, you know, multi-channel attribution is going to be important to see understand sort of all the touches someone had before they converted, uh, how they came through into the campaign originally, what they did uh, later on. And this is an area where you can invest a lot of time and energy as well as kind of technology. You could pay a lot to kind of have identity resolution and understand these things in a lot of detail, or you could take a more simple approach. It depends on your situation. And so, uh, you know, I think this is important. The next piece I would kind of uh, dive into, uh, once I've kind of understood my channel level cost per lead and have a sense of what's you know, again, what's lifting me up and what's holding me back uh, and keeping in mind everything else I just mentioned, I would look at digital experiences. And in this instance, I'm thinking about landing pages and microsites. And uh, in in, I want to look at a couple different levels of uh, kind of this. So where am I pushing people to when I have traffic for them? And what is that experience like? Um, if my cost per lead is way too high, like, again, I'm trying to solve the why of this. Like, why is this happening? And through optimization, I can get there. So I'm going to look at things like, conversion rate. I'm going to look at common conversion paths. As I was mentioning earlier, what's a common landing page for people? If I have multiple pages I have within my experience instead of a solo kind of, you know, a spot, you know, kind of a solo landing page where it's like convert or don't and or get out like just a single page. If I'm a microsite or I'm using my landing page, where do I land people in the page? How many of those individuals are bouncing right away? How many of them are going to a second page? And that brings you to the next piece, which is exit pages. Like which pages are people most frequently exiting from? Is it because the page is loading too slow? Is it because that experience is really confusing? And honestly, confusing is one of the number one reasons from an experience standpoint, you end up in trouble. Um, next is really uh, focused around uh, the thought of device analysis. So in mobile, on desktop, on tablets, like are there different kind of conversion rates in each? Am I doing well in one but not so well in another? And that can tell you some about what you might need to change about a uh, kind of a digital experience for those individuals. And then once I get past that, and this will probably drive everybody crazy who's you know more a traditional brand marketer or thinks of things in a, a different vein, a little less performance marketing oriented. Next, I'm really looking at a, a variety of things. I'm thinking about UX, I'm user experience. I'm thinking about copy, design, offer, everything that could potentially uh, trigger something. So I'm trying to think about, is there something about this that's fundamentally flawed? Have I done everything right as a performance marketer, but left you know some key elements kind of sitting out there, like core marketing foundation? pieces. Have I got them wrong? And do I need to experiment a little with that? 
And so once we've got the experience kind of dialed in and we're like, this is right, this looks good, next place I like to go and take a look at everything is really at the channel level. Um, so instead of looking at the experience, and I think looking at the channels makes sense. And if I fixed the landing page and made it kind of really work effectively, my next place to turn is like maybe the part, maybe where I'm failing is because of a huge amount of competition, like in the channels that I'm selecting. It's way too expensive because all of you know my competitors are there or, or, or other people are trying to speak to the same audience and they're very expensive in the channels that I'm trying to do. And so I, I kind of look at these two and I think to myself, all right, paid search and paid social. Let's break them down individually because each one operates a bit differently and I want to think about them differently. So first I'm looking at within paid search, I'm looking at a keyword level analysis to say where are my conversions coming from? What is the experience of those individuals at a keyword level? Uh, how, what is happening uh, to those individuals? Like what is the value? How expensive are they on a cost per click level? On a What's the click-through rate like? You know, How do I do at a keyword level is one of the first places I turn and kind of look at. My secondary level is really around ads. Uh, so occasionally because uh, you know our, our suggestion is that you're running multiple variants on all of your ads at a keyword level uh, that you have all these different kind of Ad, like this ad copy that you're utilizing that's appropriate? Are there certain ads within certain keywords that really are, seem like they're holding us back? Are there certain things that have really triggered and are working super effectively that we want to double down on? Now, the algorithm will do a lot of this optimization for you, but understanding it can sometimes help you to kind of not beat yourself <laughs> as much as you can or to override the algorithm in some instances where it may not know something that you know, which is while you're getting a lot of phone calls around a particular keyword, going back to our you know, commercial cleaning example around something like disinfectants, um, in this particular instance, making sure that uh, you know maybe the disinfecting clients are worth a lot less to you than someone who's searching for office cleaning and and not just a one time clean but a reoccurring recurring you know services. So thinking about that more heavily and kind of using your industry knowledge there is is important. I like to delve down into on page performance specific to channel as well to say are my paid search you know visitors looking a lot different than what my organic visitors look like or what you know I, as I mentioned paid social or organic social. How do they each compare and contrast? And what does that look like? Uh, I like to, you know, also get into impression share, uh, specifically around impression share lost due to budget and lost due to rank. This tells me a lot about sort of how I sit within the market, how competitive things are, as I mentioned earlier. Could I just pour more budget and have a lot more results? Uh, is that the story I need to go back and tell? I also like to look at keywords and do a, a little funnel dissection with them as well to say, what is this key, where does this keyword sit in terms of someone's at, you know, actual interest level? Does it align? Are they really just looking for more information? And I should maybe push them to a, maybe a simpler CTA that just collects an email address? Or are, there, are they really in a situation where it's more than that? And I want to push them towards something more complex. Um, and I want to try to actually close a deal to like schedule them for an appointment right now because they're ready to go. So understanding kind of the, the funnel and how that relates to keywords is important too. So Next on the list is really uh, bid strategy within paid search. So uh, am I doing uh, maximized clicks uh, conversion stra- or bid strategy early on? Am I utilizing a maximized conversion bid strategy or a target CPA? Uh, I think we're going to want to look at that. And at each stage in your campaign, you may want to do something different. And there may be things that if you go too early to one of the more advanced kind of targeting methods, it may take a long time or you may really struggle to see the results you're looking for. So thinking about bid strategy is the next level of optimization. And there are 
are a few others that I'll just mention before I switch gears and talk paid social. Um, in this case, you may want to really delve down and look at uh, the demographics as well of those getting to your landing page out of this as, uh, as well as within what the tool can tell you about age ranges, uh, geographic locations, whatever I can know. And then I also like to look at day parting to say, is there a certain time of day that they're converting? Could I maximize the efficiency of my campaign by cutting out nights and weekends? Uh, knowing as much as possible around this can really help you out. And then I guess finally, uh, overall, like what can I do to scale my results if they're not working or are there things I can do to increase efficiency? Um, and everything I just talked about kind of ties back into that. At this level, you know, my first concern is cost per lead and getting that to the best place possible. And then my secondary uh, concern and sort of my ultimate concern is really the ROI of what we're doing. Is it really driving ultimate ROI or are there things that I can be doing to kind of improve performance? All right, on to the, the last piece before we get to takeaways. We're almost there. Paid social. Now, a couple different elements I look at here as well. I'm thinking about targeting as it relates to uh, whether I'm using demographic targeting that's kind of more wide open, interest-based targeting, retargeting, meaning I'm going to show my ads to people who have already visited my page or pages that I own, lookalike targeting of any of those audiences like converters or otherwise uh, custom audience and so on. So I'm looking at each of these. Ideally, I have them segmented down into different kind of places within, you know, Facebook is kind of our most common sort of uh, path forward here. I'm trying to look at performance for each one and say, is there one that does a lot better? Is my retargeting really working effectively? And if I'm retargeting those individuals, what do they do first? Like I want to look at each step along the way and say, which one of these works well and which one can I scale up? And again, I'm thinking of cost per lead as my first measure, but then I also a- absolutely want to take a look at ROI because I don't mind a high cost per lead if it really does end up being the most profitable person I can bring in. I just want to take a look and kind of understand each step along the way what's happening there. Next up on our list is really uh, ads, unsurprisingly. So again, I'm looking at creative. I'm looking at copy. I like to run, uh, you know, if we're running ads, I like to do dynamic ads within a, a, a channel like Facebook so I can sw- swap out and let the algorithm kind of find the best mix and match for me that's out there, uh, make sure that we've got sort of the best solution possible. And so uh, in this situation, you want to be really thoughtful about that and make sure you've done everything you can. Uh, placements, you know, are there specific placements? You know, Facebook re- recommends kind of of all placements as a default, but do you want to consider, hey, I really think I really should only be in newsfeed or uh, is there another sort of uh, option that would work well for us? Uh, and placements and then ad types, so, you know, should I be running more images, more video? Are there other options out there? Should I be trying the lead gen sort of option that uh, Facebook offers for a service-based business? Lots of options and you really need to think about them. Uh, on-page performance, as I mentioned before, I'm looking at a channel level at everything to say, you know, are my Facebook uh, kind of uh, folks that I'm bringing through to the page, do they only stay on for 10 seconds, all of them? And if so, what do I need to do to improve that experience and kind of connect the initial, you know, hook that I'm trying to drive, you know, draw people in with from an ad uh, to an experience that's really going to lead to what I want? At, very, at the very least, I want to be collecting an email on people who get to my landing page. What do I have to do to that to do that first? And then secondarily, what do I have to do to drive those into individuals, not only to give me their email, but I want them to schedule right now if I can, because why kind of waste another step? And if there's a reason that you need an in-between step and you want to have a call ahead of time or you know, discussion via an email, I certainly understand. But what do I have to do with kind of each of those scenarios? 
And then I'm kind of breaking down it in other ways that are not surprising. I'm looking at frequency. Like, is my frequency really low? Do I need to be in front of my audience more often to improve performance? I'm again looking at the individual sort of uh, performance at, at various levels. You know, are there specific geographies or age ranges that where I'm really successful with these ads? Can I double down on that? Like, what can I do to speak better to those individuals? What's missing from that? Are there people that I would expect to be in my uh, kind of mix here that I'm not seeing? Like, and what can I do to speak to them effectively? Day parting, as I mentioned, for uh, Google Ads as well, another key one here. And then scale, like maybe I'm just not spending enough. Like how do I know that? I think it's really looking at each of the pieces we just mentioned. Are we... Do we need to experiment with a much more aggressive budget for a week to see if that has a substantial impact? Are we not getting enough frequency? Like, There's a lot of questions that can kind of tie back into that. And I think you need to be really thoughtful about that. Final takeaways. So one, uh, as it relates to optimization, I'd be remiss not to mention that with Google Ads and Facebook, the algorithms are very powerful. And so over-optimizing your campaigns really can hurt you potentially. And you have to be thoughtful about that and decide whether you're smarter than them. And it really takes a, some time to understand whether you're industry, your product, and your skill set is at a point where they don't know better than you do. Often marketers sort of outthink Google and Facebook, and but they're quite good at making things work where everything is kind of set up appropriately. Um, the second item I'd mention is start with what matters. So you decide that you're going to do some more manual optimizations and not rely as heavily on the algorithm. Uh, start with what matters. Start with your KPI. Don't over-optimize to CTR. Don't over-optimize to CPL. You want ROI. Whatever leads you to ROI is, is the place you want to go. And if you know your companies decided that uh, like I mentioned at the very outset, LTV ROI is sort of your ultimate goal. Do what it takes to get you there, even if your CPLs blow out 100%. It does not matter if that is what you're trying to accomplish. There are performance marketers who will tear their hair out, who will go crazy if you do that uh, because they're really looking at things in a more narrow f- format. But you as like a person within the business has to know that where you want to go and how to get there and be really thoughtful about it. And then you just work backwards from your KPI uh, downwards. So you start with uh, you start with the, the KPI. You then go to CPL. Then you go to the landing page experience. Then you go to the individual channels. And you really at each step you're optimizing along the way to try to fix things. Um, you don't want to. One challenge is trying to change too much all at once can get really confusing as to what's working and what isn't. So I think being really methodical about how you approach this and understanding this will be a learning process. And if performance defies expectation, if you've done everything right and you're like, I know this has worked elsewhere, I've done these steps, everything looks good, I get all, I'm seeing all the signals I would hope for, really you have to go back and look at a couple items which are you know, is there an issue like at a brand level? Like, are people just not preferring you over someone else because of something that's happening there? Do you have like, are you at a major disadvantage from a brand perspective? And then that requires a different conversation about how you tackle that problem. Second, like in terms of like the creative, when I think of, you know, the imagery and the copy you're utilizing within the experience, do you really need to be more thoughtful about that? Is there more that you need to do there to make it really appeal both within the landing page experience as well as within your ads? So forget about all the bells and whistles I mentioned before. If you don't have these pieces right, you're probably going to fail. And then finally, uh, the offer. Like maybe what you're trying to get someone to do right now is not reasonable within the channels. Maybe more nurturing needs to happen. Maybe you're jumping right to asking them to book an appointment when what you really need to do is collect their email, put them into some kind of marketing automation email drip scenario where you're kind of talking to them, get them to subscribe to your podcast, get them to read your blog, whatever that looks like. You need to talk to them for maybe six months. Like I know no one wants to hear that, but maybe they need to talk to them for six months before this person is really going to convert. So 
<laughs> that was a whole lot all at once. I'm happy to share that information with you. Optimization is something I'm passionate about. Uh, this is episode two of I See What You Did There. I'm Nick Miller, and I hope you have an awesome day.